0: Welcome to episode 67 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. Yes, it's a different host today. I'm Agent Nicole. I am the Ironborn Lady of Comic Cons, Queen of Giggling. And as always, with me today, I have the most angriest nerd. He writes reviews for a lot of different places. He's Mr. Patsy the Angry Nerd.
1: Hi, everybody. And no, he's sick. You can kind of figure out why I'm not hosting this week. Yeah, it's the return of uh, whatever the hell—your laryngitis, vocal fatigue. Yeah, I don't know, vocal fatigue. It's—it's time
0: to change.
1: I have regular fatigue too, so that might be a part of it.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry to hear that you're not feeling good. And also, we have another one who's not feeling good. The Mistress of Merlot, the lushiest lush in my life. Ashes is a Nightmare.
2: Happy Ashtober, everybody. Yes! happy
0: Ashtober. It's Ashtober. I'm so
2: excited. I'm also sick. I'm, I'm sorry I'm you're getting sick. getting over or smack dab in the middle of, of something. I actually sounded like Patsy did yesterday, so... You sounded hot. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I was like, hello, everybody. It sounded like one of those ladies who smokes like three packs of Virginia Slims a day. Mm.
1: Maybe a little bit like um, one of our characters that was in the film of the character that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah,
0: maybe. And we can't forget the best producer in town, Johnny Wolfenstein.
3: That's right, I verified that. And there are actually no other producers in town, so I just get it by <laughs> default. So. Yay. Yay you me. Win! <laughs> yeah, I win.
1: <laughs> default to two most sweetest I'll, words in the English language.
3: Hey, I'll take it because uh I didn't win the championship in my fantasy baseball league, so I'll take it whatever I can get. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right, I
1: finished tenth out of twelve. <laughs>
3: At least you weren't last.
1: Yeah,
0: no. that's that's oh, saying something. I beat the last guy in
1: the, the for the for last place. I beat him by two hundred points <laughs> the final
0: <laughs> week. Wow. That's nuts. Or but it,
2: speaking of fantasy, I oh just my. kicked Patrick's ass in fantasy football. And the week, this week. before I did
0: too. Well,
1: I don't uh, <laughs> as far as last week goes, I don't uh, I don't believe in domestic oh, violence, so I refuse you know, to beat my wife.
0: May I just say you introducing me to fantasy football has been fun, but also like very destructive like I've never been so like wrapped up in fantasy football like every day I'm listening to a new podcast about fantasy football right? and like
2: I, I'm reading all of these like fantasy sports yeah uh Like sites and stuff and trying to get tips and hints as to who to start
0: who does who better against who and what team and stuff. Also, if you are doing fantasy football, just beware it is the beginning of bye week so make sure you change your lineup to accommodate (laughs) those who are on bye week.
1: That's a public service right there folks. (laughs) There
0: you go. You will thank me if you don't get any points.
1: I got a bunch of of the uh, Redskins guys on bye week so everybody I have keeps getting injured. It's funny because <laughs> before last week, Agent Nicole was like talking about how she's going to go winless through the whole year, and she ends up beating me.
0: I doubled, I doubled your score. You,
1: you, I had a lot of injuries,
0: and then I had more
1: injuries. My starting quarterback now has a broken spine, so I'm more concerned because Derek Carr's uh, the quarterback of the Raiders, and I've been a Raiders fan for over thirty years. So I'm more concerned with that than for the fantasy aspect.
3: Mm. Do any of the uh, Game of Thrones <coughs> uh, rules? <laughs> uh, convert, convert over to this?
1: Yeah, we almost had a death. When, uh, Derek Carr almost got murdered. But
3: What uh, about sex?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, the Patriots got fucked on Sunday pretty hard by the Panthers, so uh, if you had the yeah, Panthers...
3: I think it was more of a, just kind of ease it in at the end. Yeah. Yeah, if you had
1: the,
0: if you it had the Panthers... It was a fuck for Pats fans, because, you know, I... I love I am a Pats fan, I've born and raised Pats fan, but I don't appreciate almost having heart attacks towards the end of the fourth quarter, like come on, just ease like ease me into the game, not fucking give me a heart attack towards the end like I don't appreciate it.
3: Well well you Patsy, think, like, you're
0: not a cowboys fan what, yeah <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah.
3: what they did, Patsy, though is is the pats actually they're doing it because we won too many times, so they need to give other people a chance, yeah. so yeah you that's, know that's probably what maybe it your Raiders one day will uh, get there.
1: Well, I mean, the Raiders <laughs> did already win well, some I mean, Super Bowls know, before the, the last, Patriots what, 30 were years? good. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, anyways, enough with the sports talk, but just remember... You brought it, it up. It, well, no, it was fantasy baseball, and then it was fantasy football. But anyways, if you do play fantasy football, make sure you change your lineup by week start now.
2: Anyways. Oh, my God. Okay, so, so can I just talk fantasy for like two more yes. seconds? Yes. I signed up to play fantasy uh, basketball for the first time. Oh, my God.
0: Patrick was already on <laughs> me about doing that.
2: And I
1: I've said, that no. If she wanted to do it, I need 10 teams. I only need two more.
2: And I'm all for the witty team names. And so <laughs> I, I have to tell you guys my Go team ahead. name. I am the Tyrone Shoelaces Dribblers. Oh, yeah.
1: For those of you who are That's unfamiliar with Basketball Jones. Basketball
2: uh,
0: Jones. I
1: suggest you look it up.
0: I got a Basketball Jones.
1: Uh, yeah, our our league is uh, the the uh, what the hell is our league? Oh, Space Jam Two Earth Jam. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to come up with something witty, and like I just wasn't feeling well. You couldn't so
0: call it Space Jam Two Back to Earth.
1: No, I didn't like that. Damn, no,
2: that was Earth good. Jam.
0: Earth Jam. Okay, yeah. but anyways, so October is very exciting month. It's Osh-tober, October, but today. As we're recording on a Tuesday, also want to say Happy Birthday to Nick, who frequently leaves us voicemails. Today is your birthday, but your birthday, Nick. So Happy Happy Birthday, birthday! and I hope you're having a good one. So today we are going to be talking about one of my personal favorite characters of all time, Beetlejuice. Are you guys excited? Don't
2: say his name.
1: Yes.
0: Beetlegeist. Beetle drink. Beetle
1: breakfast.
0: Beetle orange. Beetle, beetle, baby. beetle. But before we get into the topic and the character development and this amazing character created by Michael McDowell and Tim Burton, we have—I have created a question for us to talk or to you know, start the uh, discuss. discuss, Thank you. you Um, (laughs) So because of Beetlejuice and one of the plots is the Martlins are trying to get rid of the Dietzes from their house because now they found out that, you know, dead spoiler alert. Um, They're trying to get rid. I know (laughs) they're trying to um, get the Dietzes out of their house. My question to you guys is if you were a ghost, How would you get people out of your house? It could be anybody you want. You can haunt anybody and do whatever you want with them. What do you mean if? What do you mean if? What? When? When? (laughs) (laughs) When (laughs) When it will happen. So, Patsy, we'll go with you first. Well, um,
1: I like to uh, delve into the paranormal, and I like listening to our friends over at the uh, Paranormal Punchers. And, uh, you know, they were talking about a haunting recently, And the name escapes me, and I didn't write it down, but it was uh, the episode before their Chupacabra episode. So go ahead and listen to that, because it's pretty good. Uh, They talk about a a house that's haunted by the Black Monk. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of the things that happened is uh, there's a pair of gloves that come down and like start touching people's faces and stuff like that to me that would be creepy I would do something like that like just walk around and just like have gloves on and just like start touching people's faces and like booping them on the nose um but then it gets into like you know a little more like hardcore stuff where you know things start getting smashed and and broken like I would find all their like super fanciest stuff and like hide it and you know uh you know break their tv and like erase over all their dvr art shows that they want to watch <laughs> and like you know like you'd see the uh you know like in like in the shining where they're like writing red rum and you know shit like that gets written all over the walls you know in some of these hauntings mm-hmm. like in in trick-or-treat yes um i would i would watch their favorite shows and then spoil the endings.
0: Oh, oh! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what I would do. I'd be like, I'd be like, oh,
0: it's this. A, it's the a finale of season of Game of Thrones. I would ruin Game of Thrones. Game finale. of Thrones. Oh, that's mean.
1: I'd be like, oh, Tyrion Lannister is Azor Ahai. You know, Davos is the true mother of dragons. You know, shit like that. You know, Davos. I would. I would uh... I would. I would do that.
0: All right, Ashes,
2: how about you? So I I had to really, like, think long and hard about this question (laughs) because um, there are so many people I want to haunt. I tell Patrick every day that when I die, I'm going to come back to haunt him. So, you know, not so much beware, just be like, hey, I'm coming back for you.
1: (laughs) I will scare you while you're pooping. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching you make stool. <laughs> oh. Ew. But but no, uh I, I would want to go like the horror route and mm. I would love 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 to scare the bejesus out of my dad's side of the family. <laughs> I hate them so much and I would love nothing more than to set them up. So do things up uh, It would start out small, Mm -hmm. like misplacing certain items Mm -hmm. uh, and slowly build upon that to make them think that they were going crazy to the point where they start to question their own sanity Mm -hmm. and then, you know, escalate to starting to write things on the walls and like legit, almost like setting up death traps. We basically have like very similar like i i so because apparently technically as a ghost you can't kill somebody but i would want to drive them to kill themselves mm. like is that dark that's dark no, no because, <laughs> that,
0: no, because like, that's that bad? what i have something very similar to the point where my dad was like holy fuck are you my are you even my child like
2: what? yeah it would it would start out silly Mm-hmm. And like kind of like fun like oh ha, ha Like my hairbrush is over here I thought I left it over here but it's over here And it would just totally escalate mm. upon that It may take a couple of years but I swear
0: to God I would love every fucking second of it mm. You and I have like the same idea Because I have figured like if someone was living at my house You know I would start slowly I would first of all probably one year would be just dedicated of Dedicated to just observing them What are their tics? What are their fears? What gets them upset? And then slowly build on those phobias, those fears, things that will, you know, freak them out. And then start playing tricks. Start playing, get a little bit deadly. Start putting knives on the floor so that they're, like, stepping and cutting their feet. And then, you know, setting some dangerous traps to the point where they're just starting to get insane. Insane in the membrane and like one of those my house is trying to kill me yeah you know? basically yeah. yeah yeah and i was telling my dad that and he was just like um all right i don't know what to say other than you've got a fucked up head
2: but i think <laughs> that if somebody was living in my house to so say you know i owned a house i passed somebody purchased it and they are now you know living in this house that i
1: breaking up your stuff yeah,
2: yeah.
0: like you put um, your heart and soul into right, it and then right, they come this, in and just destroy everything or just yeah it's it once was a happy house and then it just turns into sheds.
2: right like it would all depend on who moved in like if they were respectful and mm-hmm. you know uh were just you know Nice people, for lack of better words, Mm -hmm. then I probably wouldn't do any of that. You know, I might, you know, make myself known here and there just for kicks and giggles because, you know, I got to do something right. You know, got (laughs) to (laughs) do drink their wine, Uh, you know, got to do something to pass the time. But like if they were horrible people, like I would just take it upon myself as like, you know, my service to humanity, uh, you know, in the
0: afterlife to to take care of them appropriately. Yeah. So, before we go into our first break, um, Patsy, I wanted to ask you, you have been doing a lot of reviews lately, and I know you wanted to sh- give some shout-outs to those that you've been working closely with.
1: Yeah. So, I've been uh, I've been working with uh, My Fantasy Sports Talk for a while. Uh, I write articles on um, you know sports and entertainment issues. Um, I started writing some podcast uh, articles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did one on uh, talk without rhythm. I did one on uh, trick or treat radio so far. I'm going to be doing more this this month. I'm also going to be concentrating on women in horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to be talking with some of our friends. You know, um, Amber Fallon, Izzy Lee, uh, Jeanette, mm-hmm. who has been uh, just doing tons of artwork and stuff for for everybody. She designed our our logo. Um, I also do comic reviews. I do spectacular Spider Man and. Uh, um uh, mighty morphin power rangers for shoot the breeze comics mm-hmm. so i do that and then you know i work closely as if you remember brandon on last week talking about comic book illuminati we do a lot of stuff with cross promotion with mm-hmm. those folks so if you're looking for uh some groups to join cuz you want to want to uh get your nerd on so to speak to steal somebody else's phrase um you know those are some groups to check out if you like different comics and, uh, and uh, random things. And, uh, Wolfie, why don't you go ahead on that?
0: <laughs> I'm watching you make stew. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> really?
1: That's her fault. She said it earlier, so I, I had know. to play the real thing.
0: Well, anyways, with that, we're going to take a short break. And stay tuned as we discuss Beetlejuice. Oh shit, I said it once. One more time.
1: Don't do that.
0: I can't help myself. Do you love a scary story?
4: My name is Kurando Mitsuke, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. And you're listening to the Throwdown Thursday podcast.
1: Fueled by tacos, beer, and Bloody Marys. The only show featuring baby Jesus with a nail gun. The pride of PA and the show with the eye of the tiger. Ladies and gentlemen, Punch Farm.
4: Hey, this is Mark from Punch Farm. I'm here with Mark Dose. Hello. I'm here with Illusion. Hello. I'm here with Nikki. Join us every Monday as we talk about life. Tacos, beer, and movies. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and PunchFarm.com.
0: Keep on punching! (laughs) You guys ready? No, it's
1: the nighttime.
0: I know that
1: because it's dark out.
0: It could be daylight for someone out there. All right, you guys ready? I am ready. So before we talk about the um, antagonist of this wonderful movie created by Tim Burton in 1988, Beetlejuice. God damn it, now he's going to show up. Well, you know what? It's I'm okay not, with that. That's so not like, true, because you say
1: Bergeron sure all tries. the time, and he never shows up. God,
2: I, I try. I'm like, Bergeron, Bergeron, Bergeron. God damn it, Patrick. You're still here.
1: Well, technically, I wouldn't go anywhere. Like, he would just show up. Wait, do you mean? Like, we don't trade places.
0: That's you a never... bummer. That's a bummer. Aw, womp, womp,
1: womp. It looks like you'll be celebrating your birthday by yourself.
0: Oh, Bergeron, Bergeron, Bergeron. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, before we just dis- get into the character discussion about Beetlejuice, let's go around the table and talk about when our first exposure to Beetlejuice, um, our thoughts about it. Ashes. I don't remember when I first saw this movie.
2: Uh, the movie came out in, what, 1988? Yes, 1988. Um, I was three. So, I feel like it's just one of those movies that has always been like a staple in my movie diet mm-hmm. um, I love it i've always loved it. I thought it was so much fun like as a as a child, and parts of it were are actually very scary and mm-hmm. very creepy and very well done yeah. um you know and and can still appreciate it as an adult, some of the effects, the acting, just the overall character development. I love it it's so much fun I love Tim Burton and I think that Michael Keaton does an excellent job as this character it's just there's I can't really find anything wrong with this movie Mm
0: -hmm. I just love it I agree Patrick
1: I saw the the animated show Um,
0: (gasps) I forgot about that
1: (gasps) I saw that uh, I watched that a lot but way before I watched the movie. I didn't watch the movie till I was mid to late teens.
0: Really? Um, yeah, that's a
2: surprise.
1: Well, I mean I liked the T V show, but I believe know,
2: it was on Nickelodeon. Right? Um A B C Oh yeah, it really? Was ABC. Yeah, ABC oh, I thought it was it was
1: Saturday morning deal.
0: Yep. Oh. and then it
1: moved to the afternoons. Um yeah, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> um but yeah it was it was a while before I saw that <clears throat> the uh actual um f- actual film
4: but I mean I was aware of the character
1: because of all the toys like a couple of my friends had like all the toys you know like the uh the snake shooting out of his head thing and then the uh they were McDonald's toys if I remember correctly yep. um you know there were those but I didn't really have any of the McDonald's toys um <clears throat> But yeah, that's pretty much, you know, my earliest exposure to it. Like I didn't really see see the um the film until way after I had been watching so much of the show and so when I saw the film, I was kind of confused because I just assumed he had all these different powers like, you know, cuz a lot of the stuff got fleshed out more in the show than it did on the uh on the film. Like, you know, you learn more about the sandworms, you know. I did dig Lydia's spider dress when she uh, went back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know what his deal was. You know, it, it the TV show made it seem like he was this sympathetic character who was just like this fun-loving goofball, like a uh, like Robin Williams.
2: Well, if I recall correctly,
0: the TV show kind of made it seemed like they were friends yeah Yeah. they were best friends which in the movie that's the furthest thing from the truth especially with the backstory of Beetlejuice you learn more that it was definitely not supposed to be what it is today yeah
1: like it was it was so different so like seeing the TV show before seeing the film really confused me
0: Mm -hmm. um for me Beetlejuice has always been a part of my life especially as a young child um I was exposed to the television show first before diving into the movie. Um, I was probably about four or five when I was exposed to Beetlejuice. I know it's, which is a really young age, but the three m- movies that I used to watch a lot as a kid—actually, four—would be um, Beauty and the Beast, The Addams Family, Spaceballs, and Beetlejuice. So, like, that was like most of my childhood, and like power rangers um uh i was definitely shocked by the difference between the animated series to the film because obviously you see the difference between beetlejuice as kind of more of a cartoonish character just playing as like a childhood best friend to lydia too in the movie he's very much just a con man looking to get out trying to do his own thing and being a big Fucking perverts. Yep, and that basically sums up uh, Beetlejuice in the film. So, so in March March thirtieth, nineteen eighty eight, Tim Burton released Beetlejuice after the financial success of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, 1985's Big Adventure. Um, In Hollywood, Burton was like a... They called it a bankable director. So he basically was the hottest director at the time. He wanted to do movies. At that time, he really wanted to do the Batman series. And unfortunately, um, Warner Brothers were not into doing it right at that time. They were... It was a big risk. So um, Tim Burton was taking scripts, looking at scripts, and he was rejecting them left and right until he... um, Got the hold of Michael McDowell's Story about Beetlejuice So um, McDowell's Original script is far less Comedic and much darker Um, Beetlejuice Was supposed to be A winged demon Who kind of Shapeshifted into a Middle Eastern um, Man who was, his original plan was to kill the De Dietz and basically torture one of, I believe that they were supposed to have in the movie another child, Catherine, Kathy or something like that, yep. and torture her and then, unfortunately, rape Lydia, which is something you don't really want to see or talk about. So... Basically, Warner Brothers was like, this needs to be a little bit more comedic, a little bit less scary. So they kind of toned down a lot of the original script, especially with the car crash with the Matlins. They didn't want to make it too graphic. They kind of just skipped over that part in the original movie. Um, so Beetlejuice, the name is, um comes from the... Uh, Red star in Orion's belt. Um, if you're into constellations, yeah, science and space. I know we're dropping some science knowledge on the t- show. Um, I'm trying to think, collect my thoughts here. Um, so, the original, so Beetlejuice in the movie, Michael Keaton wasn't Burton's first choice. Sammy Davis Jr. was going to be um, Beetlejuice. That's what Tim Burton wanted. He wasn't familiar with Michael Keaton's work at the time. Um, they got some of the producers telling him, like, Michael Keaton should be Beetlejuice. And you see why he's perfect as Beetlejuice.
2: Yeah, I believe Dudley Moore's name was actually thrown out there yeah, as well. Dudley Moore was... But uh, Michael Keaton obviously ultimately got the role, which...
0: He's so deserved. Yes. And what's funny about it is Beetlejuice obviously is supposed is the name of the film. But only twenty percent or seventeen minutes is shown of just Michael Keaton. Right. Like he doesn't show up for like the first twenty five minutes mm-hmm. of the movie and then
2: he's only in the movie for less than twenty minutes. Yeah. But, but like he go ahead, Patrick. I just say it's one of those like
1: he left one of those indelible uh impacts on people you know like even though he's you know only in the in the film for a short time like that's all you remember is like his scenes like he took over because of it, Keaton's commanding presence it's kind of like uh, Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the
2: Lambs. I was just
0: going to say that. I was just going to say Humphrey Bogart in Dark Passage, 19, I believe 1946, where about 30 minutes of the film, you don't see Humphrey Bogart. You just see the vision of someone's point of view. So it's very similar to that when I was think, re- researching. I was like, you know what? It's very similar to a lot of these films. Um, Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice, a lot of his... Um, Lines in the film were all ad-libbed. Um, a great example is when um, Barbara and Adam are they're they're kind of lost for hope, trying to find ways to get the Deets out of their house, and so they are transformed into their modeled homes, and they are introduced to Beetlejuice. And Adam is like, "Oh, what are your what are your qualifications?" And so. Beetlejuice is like well I attended um, Juilliard and Went to Harvard Business School I travel extensively And I've watched um, The Exorcist 167 uh, times It gets funnier every fucking time And actually um, A little fact on that is All that is done In Michael Keaton's Voice that's the only time he kind of breaks Out a character and that that stuff that he talks about attending Juilliard and going to Harvard Business School is true to Michael Keaton, which I just think is really funny that he gets to do a lot for this character and give him a backstory when he really doesn't have really a backstory. So, um, Ashes, I see you have some notes.
2: Well, yeah. Um, so, according to Michael Keaton, the Beetlejuice character, uh, first of all, he based his performance of Beetlejuice on Chop Top from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. So, that's a little fun fact. Um, but. The character was described to him uh, by director Tim Burton as having lived in every time period, but no time period. So Keaton used this as the jumping off point to create the character with such features as a, the, the shocking hairdo and the mold makeup and the large teeth. And it just kind of gave him that freedom to create this character uh, at will. You know, Tim Burton kind of had like a vision for it. He trusted Michael Keaton to uh, just just go with it, and he trusted Michael Keaton as a character actor. I mean, obviously, because Tim Burton went on to work with him again in Batman. Um, but he just he trusted him as a character actor to take this character and just go and flourish, and that's exactly what he did. And Beetlejuice wouldn't have been the character that he is without the actor who portrayed him. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, and it's fun fact, um, the name Beetlejuice is spoken exactly 15 times in the film. <laughs> yep. So, and that does not count the mispronouncings or the Beetle breakfast and Beetle drink and Beetle orange.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny, uh, well, it's not really funny, but this is actually Michael Keaton's favorite film. It's his favorite favorite role in his career so far, which I don't blame him. It's the most like for me a lot of people would see him as Batman for me uh, when you talk Michael Keane, I instantly think of Beetlejuice.
1: It's funny because it's that's his favorite movie but it's Alec Baldwin's least favorite. Yeah. He said it's like he doesn't like his performance. It's the his least favorite film that he's done which is kind of funny.
2: Well it's probably because he's so square. It <laughs>
0: well, just, uh, Too hip to be square. I don't, I don't
1: think his uh I don't think his uh, performance was bad, but you know it it definitely wasn't one of his like more powerful performances, although to be fair with that guy like he puts the same type of effort into playing canteen boy with uh Adam Sandler on Saturday Night Live as he does into like the departed mm-hmm. you know or yeah um. The uh, the the one uh, Red October, Hunt for Red October. It's like the same thing. Like I don't know. It's
0: so uh, there's there's a lot of theories of how Beetlejuice kind of died. Um, one of the theories that I've read is that he basically committed suicide after having his heart broken, and instead of his throat instead of being hung quickly and having his neck snapped he unfortunately suffered a great deal um kind of a little bit of science connected to beetlejuice so um um if you're into like the mythology and stuff is known as hand of hand of um orion and in beetlejuice Those who commit um, suicide in the film, they become civil, civil servant. And Juno, he was Juno's assistant. And so basically there's a kind of like a um, kind of correlation right there. Because Juno was known as uh, Queen of the Rulers, I believe. I'm not. Let me try to find that in my notes. But kind of, you know, there's a lot of mythology kind of crossing within the movie into mythology in general
1: well they they make it as a joke yeah uh, i think it's otho that says it as a joke mm-hmm. you know what they say about people who commit suicide in the afterlife they become civil servants and then, like everybody who they come across who's like a civil servant like the uh
2: miss argentina yeah miss argentina and then
1: uh juno who has the the slit throat and then uh the uh the guy who who's like their guide the guy that's like crushed by a bus yep yeah like
0: how yeah. do I look i feel, I feel flat like, i feel a little
1: flat yeah he um like they're saying like he did that to himself you know so like you know just stepped in front of a bus so like you know it's uh, one of those um in jokes in the in the film um i did want to say one thing that i i never really thought about until now, I never really kind of made the comparison, but you know burton 's stuff isn't specifically scary, but it 's more um it's i 'm trying to think of the word i'm'm I'm, I'm, the word i want to use it's it's abnormal it's it's just different like You know, there are people with, like, you know, elongated limbs and, like, exaggerated facial features and things like that. Like, it's not... They're not trying to be scary, but it's just disturbing enough. It reminds me a lot of, like, um, Sam Raimi's style. Like, if you compare, like, how Tim Burton was in the 80s and 90s and compare that to, like, you know, the Evil Dead films. Mm -hmm. And even the, the characters of Ash and Beetlejuice you know have like that similar over the top type of personality and i never really kind of put it together until like just thinking about it you know while we were recording like you know you have these strange things that like you know in in rabies stuff it's it's trying to be scary but like it's oh, it's over the top and goofy but like if you were to see this stuff in real life mm-hmm. it would be absolutely terrifying and the same thing with with Beetlejuice, like, all the different things that he does, like, his scary face, like, you don't even get to see his scary mm-hmm. face when it, like, pops open and, like, snakes or whatever, you know, fly out of him. Like, if you were to see this thing, like, this would scare you. And, like, I guess that's the whole point of the of the character in the film is he's, he's like, trying to be scary. And, like, you know, when he turns into the, the weird carousel thing, <laughs> yeah. like that's weird and that's scary but like just him as a character you know like you know with all the the mold and like the almost looks like herpes all over his face <laughs> um, like that's terrifying enough and then like to add like these pranks in mm-hmm. yeah like It's not overtly scary. Like, this isn't like a giant monster with hooked fangs and and claws and dripping blood everywhere, you know, that's supposed to be coming out of your nightmare. But it's, you know, taking over agency of your body. Like, when, you know, they're all singing the friggin' Calypso songs. (laughs) Like, you don't have control of yourself. Someone else has control of you. That might be the most terrifying thing that could happen. Even though it's presented in a comedic way.
2: Yeah. The, The Bannister scene... Always does it for me. Like, yeah, uh, when when the banister like he takes control of the banister on the stairs mm-hmm. and turns into like this banister steak with this snake with this Beetlejuice head uh, that always just gets to me. Like, um, I always thought that was creepy. The creepiest part yeah. when I was younger um, and as an adult, like I just l- love that effect. And how like it, it, even still like, you know, he's he's so creepy and he's encroaching on Lydia and he's almost like kind of like salivating as he's like yeah. approaching her like and a then, weird
0: obsession. And then
2: Barbara is like, that's enough. You know, uh, Barbara Maitland, the the dead girl who conjured Gina Davis Beetlejuice, um, you know, she's like, that's enough. Like, you know, this Lydia's their, their confidant and their friend and the only person who's actually being understanding and nice towards you know they're they're dead and they're trying to get used to the fact that they're dead and you know Lydia's this little weird girl um who I myself fucked. I was a visual. little weird girl um <laughs> But yeah, I just, I just, I loved that. But like Beetlejuice himself, the character, like he was just rude and crude and perverted, mm-hmm. like you know, and and obnoxious. He was so obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, but so, like, yeah, like you're saying, the character himself was
0: not so scary. It was what he did. It's the way he's presented to you that is just like you just feel like you need to take a shower after being in his presence. Yes. Yeah, and then the the wedding scene. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that scene a lot. Well, as much as I don't like the, it. <laughs> uh, talking about the um
1: the snake thing, like they had to reshoot the ending of that because they did all the effects for it prior to Keaton being cast. I
0: was just gonna mention that. So they had to kind of
1: reshoot it when they showed like the face of the snake because they had to redo it and make it look like him. So, but yeah, no, it it. He's not presented as a scary character, but when like when you think about the things he does and his motivations and who he is, like he's this con man. But at the same time, he's also dead and has all these powers. And he right, like he's free this, exorcism with every possession. He's a yeah.
0: like, living buster. Like <laughs> he's goes a ghost who exterminates the living, <laughs> sleazy
2: car salesman. But like he's yeah. not selling cars. He's Bio trying exorcisms. to steal your soul or something I don't know
0: so oh, I had a question and now I can't think of the question hold on give me a second but what is your favorite scene with Beetlejuice out of the 17 minutes he's in the film the wedding scene the wedding scene
2: like Why? that whole I just a, I love the look of, of everything um, if we had money
1: that's what your dress was going to look like was, at the wedding
2: yeah I was totally going to go full on Lydia Dietz Um, But it's just it's that ultimate build up, you know, Lydia is willing to kind of sell her soul to Beetlejuice by marrying him in order to save the Maitlands and ultimately her family. Um, And, you know, so Beetlejuice comes and uh, does his thing And now they find Themselves you know in this Situation where they're getting married and I just love it Like the colors and the Obscurity of the fireplace The way it just turns into this altar With this really weird Like rock Looking guy like he Kind of looks like he has a rock head I don't know (laughs) comes out to to officiate and all of a sudden like Lydia looks down and she's in this gorgeous dress and Beetlejuice turns around and he's all ready to rock and roll in this suit and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just I mean there's some terror, like sheer terror in that scene. Like Lydia sitting there, like the look on her face, like oh my God, am I really going to have to marry this guy? Like what did I do? And her her family, you know her her mother and her father are incapacitated. They can't do anything. Um, Barbara and Adam have been sent to like other dimensions at this point, so they can't do anything, or so they, she thinks that they can't do anything, um, and and just. He's Beetlejuice is just in his glory. Mm-hmm. He's getting what he wants. He's like hey you know, and he's he like, starts he's, like he starts like rifling through his pockets for the ring, and he pulls out this ring that's still stuck on some girl's finger. He's like, no, don't worry, baby, she meant nothing to me, you <laughs> know. Like, I just yeah. it, and it's just it's that whole like and it's that vibe throughout the entire movie, kind of tying in with what, with what Patrick was saying. It's these disproportionate, uh, disturbing scenes mixed in with this just this this comedy that kind of makes you feel uncomfortable it's like I shouldn't be laughing right now but yeah. he just said something really funny and I'm laughing hysterically like this is great but it's not great because I don't want to see her marry that thing because yeah. like that's not right this isn't this is horrible like what's gonna happen Um. and then ultimately the the, the sandworm comes down and and eats him and Barbara's writing him and Everything's all great and Beetlejuice gets sent back to the underworld and stuff happens. But yeah, I just, I, I love that, that one scene. So much happens and it's so suspenseful and I just, the the colors and the obscurity of it, like I've always loved, it's always been my favorite scene, like ever since I first watched Beetlejuice, like mm-hmm. I just love it.
0: How about you, Patrick? See,
1: for me, the my favorite scene and for me, the best scene that really encapsulates who Bill is is the uh, the used car pitch where he's on TV and they're seeing the commercial and he's talking about all the different things that he can do and you know oh, he'll do anything to earn your business and then you know that that one line the, the the free exorcism with every possession like it's just like the sound effects like the stuff that he's doing like everything is just it reminds me of like the TV commercials like you used to see for like local car dealerships you know, on like local channels like, you know, WSBK TV 38 and WLVI channel 56 back when, you know, you know, before Fox was a network, you know, it was like just, you know, those two channels, 38 and 56, you had to like hit the uh, the, the, the knobs on the TV, you know, like you had to turn it to U on the top so it would be UHF and then. It sounded like a machine gun trying to switch back and forth between your favorite shows on the big console TV. Like, yeah, I yeah. have no
2: idea what you're talking some about. Some of you young
1: kids don't know, but there <laughs> used to be TVs before um, before some uh, some things had stuff with, I don't know, I can't think anymore. I'm,
0: Are you high on some cough meds? No, I'm
1: tired and sick and tired.
0: No, oh, I'm not Sorry. Yeah, that's
1: because you're a jerk.
0: Yeah. For me, my favorite scene would be the first time they physically meet Beetlejuice. Just that entire scene where Adam and Barbara are in the model that Adam has been creating for many, many months. And they're wondering, okay, like we have to dig him up. He's throwing the show. And he pops out. And he's just like ah, I'm free, come and get me, people, and he's, you know, he's right off the bat trying to be, like, that sleazy salesperson, just like, hey, guys, what do you want? I'm here, and I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to do anything to make you happy so you guys would hire me to be your bio-exorcist, and... Um, earlier I said one of my favorite lines is when basically Michael Kean breaks out of his role as Beetlejuice to basically give his resume and his interaction with Barbara and Adam how he's you know taking a stick and lifting up her dress to see her some leg or he's jumping on Adam's back and he's costume changing you know he, just, he the entire scene you just get him, who he is in that five minutes of pure interaction, how sleazy he is, how dirty he is, what a big pervert he is, and I'm just laughing my brains off, thinking, uh, think this is like the greatest thing ever. At like five years old, like it's what? You, what is going on over there? Don't worry about it. Well, I can't. You're distracting me. Don't worry about it. Um, but before we wrap up this discussion. Um, in 1990 Tim Burton had a sequel planned called Beetlejuice Goes to Hawaii and he had the script ready and Keaton and Winona Ryder were totally game for doing it Um, and there is still talks still talks of a sequel happening what are your guys feelings about that
1: I could totally see uh, Winona Ryder surprising her role. I mean, stranger things have happened.
0: Ha, ha ha
1: ha. But I think it would be it would definitely be interesting.
0: Well, they have. oh sorry, Ashes, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, I was just
2: um you know, if if the script is right and all of the original cast members who are still living are mm-hmm. willing to sign
0: on. Yeah. To to do it um I said, go for it. I there has been reports that um, Burton had hired uh, Seth Grant, Seth Graham Smith. If you're wondering who he is, he did Dark Shadows and um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which is one of my favorite movies. Which is really weird to say, but um, you know, even as of May of 2016, Burton states that it's something that he really would like to do under the right circumstances. Winona and Michael Keane have been very vocal about doing it, and I'm letting this question out to you guys out there in the internet podcasting world, our listeners. How would you feel with a a sequel 30 years later of Beetlejuice coming back and just being the biggest sleazeball out there? Um, we have a voicemail from the birthday boy Nick. So, Johnny, can you please play the voicemail?
4: Hey guys, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the two topics you guys were, characters, um, or films you guys were discussing today. Um, I'll do a two-part because I don't want to do a super long voicemail. Um... First, I'll talk about one that I probably won't have too much to talk about, um, and that's Beetlejuice. Um, I have a weird, weird thing with Beetlejuice. Um, I was a kid when, uh, I guess, the movie came out, and I don't really remember seeing it until later. But I do remember watching, they did base a cartoon off the movie that I do remember as a kid. I watched a lot of different cartoons as a kid, and and sometimes the the ones that, you know, I, I don't remember the most kind of sometimes pop up when I'm like, oh, I remember that from this movie. I didn't know that was a movie when, you know, when I was a teenager and I was getting into movies more. So this was one of them, and um weird thing about it was, was like, I guess I used to like it, because I remember watching it a lot, but then when I went back and watched the movie, and I'm like, wow, that's really weird, like... I am not a fan of this movie. Like Michael Keaton, though, that's one thing I have to say. Michael Keaton is an amazing actor, and I don't think he gets enough props because, yes, he wasn't the first Batman. We, Adam West and, and the serials on were the first Batman. Really, uh, Adam West is, is you know takes up that chalice, but you got to remember, nineteen eighty nine, that was Batman. Tim Burton was Batman, you know what I mean, like, he, he did, then that was Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton was our Batman, and that's huge, and then, but little, and then look at this role, Beetlejuice, like, just so weird, and so interesting, and like, look at Birdman, I know it's not, like, probably his most popular role, but, he's very, like, crazy in that, too, like, he's a very interesting actor, that's what I want to talk about more, I, I mean, Beetlejuice is, it's interesting, it's weird, it's, yeah, I don't know if it's a story, I, I think it's something just, I, I didn't research this enough before I made a voicemail, I think it's just something Tim Burton made up, if not, I am i could be wrong, but... It's very unique, but I just... The movie, I remember watching a TV show and then watching the movie later on, and I was just like, what the hell is this? Like, I do remember from the TV show, when, once I finally saw the movie, she says the name, obviously, three times, and Beetlejuice comes. But she always went to a world, and I guess she kind of went to a world, but it was more just Beetlejuice coming to... And the whole thing screwed me up too Because it was like It was Lydia and her parents And Be- and then she'd call Beetlejuice It wasn't Lydia her parents And two ghosts You know that always confused me When I, when I finally saw the TV show Great character actors in it um, uh, Obviously I can't remember their names But you know you got the girl from Lydia's mom is the, the hilarious actress From all the Christopher Guest films uh, like, Best in Show and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it, Beetlejuice is... I don't get the phenomenon with Beetlejuice. I I think he's cool. I think that Michael Keaton did an amazing job being this weird, weird character. But, you know, I, I don't get the the whole phenomenon of it. But... You know, that's my two cents on Beetlejuice. I'm sorry I didn't have much to say about it, but I just really think Michael Keaton's great. I think he's a great actor. I think he can kind of do, maybe not everything, but he damn near tries. You know, he does... That's one thing I got to say about him. He he tries some weird roles, and he puts his heart into it, and that's what I got to love. You know, I mean, I love when actors like to step out of the box and try something different, and, and that's Michael Keaton, man. He'll do... He'll do... Big serious roles, you know. You'll do Batman, and then sometimes you'll just do these. There was, for, for example, there was this HBO like mini. It wasn't even a series. It was like two episodes or something. Or it was a movie. It was a movie, and it started the Curb Your Enthusiasm guy, and he went back to his or, or some town in Maine, or, or or like some islands or whatever in Maine or something, and. Michael Keaton played some weird, like, explosion, like, uh, guy, and he worked with Bill Hader, and he was hilarious. But that's what I mean. He just does weird roles sometimes just because he wants to. And that's why I love him. So, thanks. Bye.
0: Thank you, Nick, for your voicemail. Um, I can understand the hesitation and the, tra- the you know, going from animated series to movie. I went through the same thing, but,
1: well, he had the same the same kind of uh
0: reaction.
1: The, the same kind of take on it that I did. Yeah. Where it was like this is what I'm used to the character. Why is it so different from yeah. you know, Why why the movie and the TV show is so different like you know, I didn't even bring up the thing that he brought up like there were no ghosts. Like, you know, there was no Adam and Barbara in mm-hmm. the TV show. So, it was it was definitely um it was definitely a big difference. Like, it wasn't as as uh, glaring. I mean, when you watch, you know, to throw a similar 80s, you know, wacky, scary comedy that was also a TV show out there, uh, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you watch the Ghostbusters, and that was very similar to the the movie. So if you watch the movie or the cartoon, like, you're going to get the... Except Slimer was their friend in the... Yeah. Because they needed something to sell toys. <laughs> but, but if you get the two, if you look at the two of those, like, they're very similar. Like, if you watch one before you watch the other, like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Um, but with Beetlejuice, like, it's so, so different. It's so different.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for me is my dad was very... Cautious about it Because he knew how much I really enjoyed The animated series Back when I was a kid And so when I wanted To watch the movie I remember I kind of remember him Kind of being very hesitant And saying you know Like just beware This isn't the animated series So you know But you are right Nick About Michael Keaton He's just a phenomenal actor Who you know Doesn't get enough praise Especially in Hollywood I mean he's just He's a phenomenal actor who does wonderful ro- roles, and he's very underrated. Um,
1: he was nominated for an Oscar. for
0: Yeah, for Birdman, I'm aware. But it's just... Seems, I mean, that's... No, 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 I, I know, <laughs> I know. But it's just like, it's so late in his career. Like, I just, you know, I... No, for, I, I hear what you're saying. It's like, just like, you know, he's such a diverse... You know, he has such a diverse career and it's just you know he's finally getting the recognition after all these years like come on
1: yeah i think i think that's a better way to put it like it's not that he's underrated it's like it's it's just taken too long for him to have been recognized for yeah because if one of the biggest things surrounding keaton uh in recent memory was when ben affleck was uh announced as batman Everyone's like oh my god oh my god But it's like well remember nobody thought that Michael Keaton could pull off Batman Either True. and you know He's one of the best so
0: He's and, actually my favorite Batman But anyways um, So let's head Into a break and we Will come back we've got battle results We've got announcements we have another Voicemail um, And we'll wrap things up So stay tuned
4: bang
0: her. Oh wait, is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting.
3: I'm gonna strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. Alright, well here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. Box, right? The Box and the monkeys. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Trick or Treat it there, there,
1: Arrivederci, that
0: Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series, and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network.
2: Hello, this is the Sasquatch, a.k.a. Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank, and when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunches.com.
0: And we are back. How you guys doing over there? I'm ready for bed. You ready for bed? How about you, Ashes? I don't have any wine. This is weird. I know. I'm kind of concerned. Well, I you kind of traded it podcasting off. podcasting sober. This is so weird. Okay. Eat more of those hauls. Maybe that will, <laughs> you know, boost up the, uh, I don't know. Suck the, <laughs> suck the alcohol out of a deodorant <laughs> stick right now.
1: <laughs> All right, Megan Mullally.
0: I was going to say, I do have a <laughs> one in my car, um, so before we play the voice uh, another voicemail, we have a battle. So last week we had initiated a battle between Doc and Marty McFly. <laughs> I was you like, has to do what <laughs> <and> I did?" <laughs> and Doc and Morty, <laughs> Rick, I Rick and Morty. And the thing is, I had written Ricky and Morty. And I was like, "What the hell is wrong with me?" So in this situation, they had no tools, correct? Is that what happened? They had no... No, w- they...
1: Uh, Rick, no gun. Rick and Morty couldn't use the portal gun, and Doc and Marty couldn't use
0: the DeLorean. The DeLorean but
1: okay. they were in the X-Men danger room.
0: Ah, yes. And overwhelming yeah. results suggest that Wubba, 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 dub dub. Rick and Morty won. Well, you see, because here's the
2: thing. Rick would kick everyone's ass. Oh my god, I Like, know. nobody else stands a chance Drunk, or, tr- drunk or sober. Right. So, like, it, it's, it's really no contest. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think the only person that may potentially give Rick a little run for his money is maybe Marty. Yeah,
1: but you gotta remember there's also... Because it's the X-Men Danger Room, like, that's what kind of canceled that out. Like, the X-Men Danger Room, like, that throws different things at you, like, different challenges and things. Like, that's what it's designed for. It's designed to train the X-Men in combat situations. So, you know, it would negate any physical advantages that, you know, anybody might have over anybody else.
2: Yeah, so like I mean, regardless, hands down, Rick would just dominate. Therefore, Rick and Morty would would dominate because you know Morty's taggling,
0: taggling while tagging, while wow, tagging along with Rick. You need to suck out the alcohol and the alcohol yeah. trap. But um, speaking of Rick and Morty, if you have not heard, the sauce has come back for like yes. a day. I, wow, I, why did I 7th. go freaking
2: southern? So I, yeah, it's, so it's October second. Uh, 7th, sorry. <laughs> um, not the second. That's way that past. Yesterday. That was way. Well, uh, no, Tuesday. it's October 7th at 2 p.m., I believe, is when it drops. Um, if you're interested, it's only at certain locations. Oh, so fuck, you can go to onto the McDonald's website and type in your zip code and see if uh, there is a location Ooh. near you that's going to carry the Szechuan sauce
0: need that moulin sauce <laughs> oh that's my. all that this was about Morty alright so Nick had left us another voicemail about it and if you're wanting to know what we talked about it um, episode 63 the Loser losers club where we had Al Goro from Talk Without Rhythm and Miss Stephanie Wiley when we talked about the, clu- the club and so um, if you want to refer back to that and our opinions about it. Um, you can listen
4: to that, but here's Nick's voicemail. He threw it on Thursday podcast. Sorry, one more voicemail. You don't have to play this on your Beetlejuice episode. because Not too late. My voicemails are too long. Um, you can save them for another one. Uh, but I just wanted to give you guys an, a review of the the new It film because I want to come full circle since I sent you guys a review of It 1990 because I rewatched it recently. Um, I want to do one of the new movie. And I have to say, I finally like an It movie. Um, I know I ended last time when I called you and said, like, I don't hate It now. I think I leave it like a C or C-. minus. But, like, I think the only thing I like about the original It is um, Tim Curry. You know, he did a very good job, and everyone else was kind of just TV daytime actors and kind of phoning it in, I felt. This was a hell of a lot better. I thought the kids were fantastic in this. Um, I'm a big mark for kids in movies that are, like, the lead characters if they're very, you know, if they're really good actors. And these kids were great. They, this movie was funny. All the kids had a sense of humor. Um, the the kid from Stranger Things was hilarious. Um, you know, the whole, like... Go fuck your dad, you mullet wearing asshole. That was I was laughing. I laughed like three or four times in theaters out loud. And I usually don't laugh out loud in theaters. You know, I'll just smile and okay, but I I was even laughing at one that was a little meaner than no one else was laughing at, so I I was happy about that. Now, um, so funny. So great little one liners. The kids were so Good. They were just. I mean, because this is what the movie's about. You gotta have good child actors, and these kids were great. I thought Bill Sarsgaard was fantastic as Pennywise. Nothing against Tim Curry. I thought he was fine, but man, he was just. So, he had, And you know, the one thing I gotta. I gotta harp on. People are crying like about so much CGI. It's 2017. It's about a. It's about a killer clown that's gonna take. That's gonna take fear. It feeds off fear of children that can um, transform into whatever their fear is. Yeah, there's going to be a little CGI. I'm sorry. If it, it, you know, if, if you would go back to any director before CGI was invented, said, "Hey, would you uh, like to use this computer program that where you don't have to? If you got a blood scene, you don't have to dirty up your uh, actor's clothes and then have to rewash them and shoot another day, and you don't have to, uh, um, you know, put." put art makeup of blood on their face and then have to clean it off and then match it next time? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they'd say, no way. We we're we not going to do that. Of course they're going to say we're going to use it. They You use CGI when it helps you. It's a tool. They didn't overuse it. I, you know, I thought they did fine. I, I hate horror fans. They they gripe about everything. They'll find anything to bitch about. And that was the one thing I was reading the most. like Too much CGI. Too much CGI. Whatever. Like... <laughs> Uh, I think that was ridiculous I think they used the CGI appropriately There was a few times I, I did notice it was a little It was a little goofy But I mean, the, 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 the things they used it for There were some goofy characters that they needed it for So, yeah, okay But, as of all, I, I thought it was great I thought Bill Sarsgaard was terrifying as him You know, like, the, the scenes where they did Use CGI to extend his mouth or whatever Okay, yeah, that's supposed to be scary But he was terrifying as it is Just talking to the kids and his voice And I thought he did a fantastic job Um, but no This this is not it film I'd like I probably wouldn't end up Owning this movie, I wouldn't Because I like to run out and buy a bunch A lot of the new movies that I like But this is definitely like Maybe a possibility in the long run Because I was just blown away On how good this is And how it ended was smart Um I don't remember how because the movie the original just goes through. I don't really remember when it uh, splits, but I don't think they do it as good as they did it in this. Um, we, I had one person in the theater going, "What do you mean chapter one?" I was like, oh, "Jesus Christ!" But uh, that I thought it was great. It was it's a B plus for me. Thought it was a hell of a fun time. Very surprised on this one. So uh, thanks, guys. Bye.
0: Thank you, Nick, for your voicemail on it.
4: I'm glad you enjoyed the uh the
1: the film. And uh no I hear you with, with some horror fans they complain about a lot. Um you know, too much CGI, not enough CGI, but you know, um you 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 make a valid point where sometimes, you know, if there's a lot of uh you know, if it's like a big blood scene it's easier it's definitely easier to clean up uh you know, a green screen than it is CGI. Yeah, so that's that's a valid point. Uh,
3: I, I just wanted to add real quick. It's mm-hmm. I think it's just because Nick kind of rolls in horror, you know, in 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 those kind of um, uh, crowd. But uh, it's 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 everywhere, you know. Like it's not just uh, everyone complains about everything. Yeah. If you if you like if you guys followed what happened with Death Note, uh, the the Netflix film by Adam Wingard. Yep. Anime fans destroyed it and destroyed him and wanted to get him fired from his next job, what? which is fucking insane. And sending him death threats, by the way. Uh, death? So he no, no death threats, much much worse. And that's awful. He he deleted his Twitter because of it. So no horror fans are can be can be bad, but everyone can be bad. And uh, yeah. anime fans were brutal about that. So it's not it's just everyone. I mean, yeah, look at sports fans. Look at you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just people are horrible about the things that that they feel ownership over, and you know, mm-hmm. right, wrong, or indifferent. You know, that's just how people feel, and you know, I think people just gotta fucking chill out.
0: <laughs> that yeah. would be nice, or as my dad says, everyone needs an animal. Yeah, but um, before we wrap things up, are you guys going to rock and shock? That's Our the plan. plan.
2: <laughs> really, you don't know? Maybe, maybe. It might be. It might be Ashtoberfest that weekend. Ashtoberfest.
1: So if everybody, that's her. That's her hint. If everybody's unaware, she's she's instructing you to bring presents.
0: Wine. Uh,
1: like, yeah, buy
2: me could, drinks, motherfuckers. You, could,
1: <laughs> you can give her some grapes and tell her to wait a while.
2: Uh, you can do that here. Ferment these,
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, we will. We're planning to go there, and uh, I have a little a uh, surprise that I wanna. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to do it. We gotta. We probably should have bought it when we saw it, but hopefully, my little costume that I want to do for that Friday.
2: Oh well, we will. Yeah. Yes, yes. There, there are some some surprises in store. Mm-hmm. From the Throwdown Thursday crew at Rock and Shock. Um, it'll be fun. I so will be. Be there or be Arthur. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or or be there as Be Arthur. Um, that's even better. Hey, <laughs> that's an idea for you, Patrick. <laughs> be Arthur.
0: I'm tired. Well, <laughs> before we say our ending,
1: like Be th- Arthur or B Four.
0: No, before we end the show, um, if you like the episode, you like Throwdown Thursday, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, leave a review regardless, promote the fuck out of us. If you want to talk to us, we are on Facebook, just type in Throwdown Thursday. Um, we are all on Twitter, Patrick is at Patrick Ray hall Ashes is at... Miss Vaughn Nightmare, Nightmare's being spelt as N I T E M A R E and you can find me at Nick Tompkins at N I C T O M P K I N S and I will actually have our Twitter account going by 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 rock and shock, hopefully. Um, which will be T D Thursday Pod because we have a really fucking long name podcast. But um, check us out Promote us We will promote you Right back We are We'll accept you To our friends group We love Unless you're a
1: jerk Then we won't
0: Yeah don't be a twat And um, Until next time We will See, see you, you next, next Thursday, Thursday. <gasps>